Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. simpler question uh, at this point in time as we are in the home stretch of the NBA season and as I'm watching the action last night the question popped into my mind if not now then when watching this Boston Celtics team dad if not now then when for this group as you have seen this team that is now seven and a half games up on the second place Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference, they get a win over the Joel Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers, who probably kept yeah. that closer longer than they should have for the body of yeah. that game without their star player. This has still been an incredible run, 25 straight home wins against Eastern Conference opponents. They've been a juggernaut this year, Dad. So it, if Boston can't get this done, how big of a disaster is this for the Celtics? Oh, it's listen, it's huge. We, we, we talked about this on the baseball side last year with Atlanta. You know, of of you got to close the deal. You know, you look good in the regular season. You got to close the deal. Multiply this by about a hundred for Boston and what they're doing right now and how they need to close it. You mentioned it: seven and a half to the second place Cavaliers out in the West. You got to go down seven teams. Minnesota's first, Sacramento's seventh. They're seven and a half back, so it's a lot closer there. You know, and, and it's one of those years right now where it's kind of all hitting with what Porzingis is doing. Uh, we'll talk about Derek White and what he's doing. But it's not just the stars, uh, though Porzingis is there, but the guys you know you know that, that, that Boston had uh, with Brown and Tatum, uh, but what you've added and how you add to the chemistry of a team, and it's all clicking right now. But, yeah, if it, if it doesn't click all the way, it's going to be a waste. There are people that are done with Boston for the regular season, right? It doesn't matter. We know you're going to get there, and in this case – you're going to get there and be the overwhelming number one seed. So that doesn't mean anything. You got to close this deal, you know, and if they can't do it, then that's going to be just another, especially for a guy like Jason Tatum in in, in basketball, where you really put it on the players. Uh, We always talk, I, or at least I do 
why is the Super Bowl uh, rings on a quarterback? Well, I get it in NBA championships on players because they're on the court, as we've talked about. They're on the court offense, defense. They can be on the court the entire game, so having a an influence on the entire game. So I, I think for Tatum, I mean, this is part of what he needs to keep, you know, growing in stature and in legacy is to close these deals out. Yeah, it was interesting you bring him up in particular. Draymond Green uh, the other day was talking about Jason Tatum and kind of what's at stake for him in his place in the NBA towards the end of the season as it regards not only the championship, but the prospect of an MVP. The goalpost has shifted dramatically because in this guy's case, he's fifth. And they got a seven and a half game lead in the conference. That goalpost is moving on JT. I don't know what JT got to do. I do know what JT got to do. I told y'all last time what JT got to do. JT will not be taken serious for the MVP until he win a championship. And it just hasn't been that way for everybody else, I must say. It is interesting, and Draymond brings up a compelling point about where Jason Tatum is in the conversation about NBA stars in general and the conversation about the MVP. But, Dad, the comparison that I thought of when you were talking about the way this Boston Celtics team has been together for a while, especially especially their core, Sands, Kristaps, Porzingis, who obviously came over this offseason, right. it's a lot like what the Denver Nuggets had gone through leading up to this point. The difference was Nikola Jokic was regarded as not only one of the best current players in the NBA, but based on individual accomplishment, broaching on one of the best players of all time it's why that championship last year went so far because based on what he was leading up to in terms of multiple time mvps he was becoming a guy that was in rarefied air amongst nba bigs that didn't match up with the championship hardware for jason tatum i I think dad a lot of it is because for so long while he's been a name for a long time and been a guy that's received lofty lofty comparisons i remember people talking about his skill set saying lebron james is a guy that's one of his few peers in terms of height weight speed length ability the things that stack up just physically for jason tatum but it feels like we've always considered him in tandem with jalen brown it's always been about that young core of the celtics roster and we've never really i think taken the time to pull them apart and consider their individual nature because even last night against the sixers you look at the final score of that game Jalen Brown goes off for 31 Jason Tatum's got 29 there are stretches where other guys are taking over here and it doesn't fall squarely on the shoulders of a guy like Jason Tatum the way it might for you know someone like Shea Gilgis Alexander who's got to create a little bit more for what goes on in Oklahoma City so dad do you think Draymond's right do you think it's going to have to kind of go in reverse order for Jason here yeah I mean I I think you you see that in in lesser things and in other sports like a football player kind of coming out of nowhere but doesn't make a Pro Bowl until he plays really well, and then the next year he gets the love for it. So you wonder if for Jason Tatum it has to be what Draymond said in a larger sense. They need to win the title, and then next year, you know, he can be a guy that's looked at. But uh, but to your point, I mean, yeah, you know, Joker, Joker has has – done things on his own, carried that team on his own, and he's a big man. That always adds to it, let's be honest. When you're a big man doing special things, that's always a, a, a interesting thing to people. And Jason Tatum, you're right, it's been like a duo with him. So I, I may, is he better than we're giving him credit for? I mean, we've considered him one of the top players in the league for a while. And by the way, he's only 25 years old. And I know they can start, you know, one year out of college, so more like 19 years old. But still, 
and the guy is young in what he's done. But I think I I understand what Draymond is is saying, you know, about Tatum and winning it. And, and, and this is the year, right? So I think if if this is the year and they win the title and he plays next year, or obviously not plays next year, but plays extremely well next year, I think you start looking at that more. Is that fair? No, I don't think it's fair. Um, you think he would should be higher on the list of where, where was he fifth? I think Claudia had him on the on the as far as odds fifth to win it. It's just the other guys now have become established, except for you know uh, Alexander. You know what he's doing in Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, he's kind of, but he kind of came onto the scene as well. So, and now leading Oklahoma City to possibly the top of the West. I think this is the only issue across all sports when we talk about depth being an issue, and it's really only comes down to an individual issue because we talk about the depth of the Celtics. That's the reason Tatum's not getting the MVP looks. I look at a guy like Luka. Everybody's talking about SGA, but look at what Luka has done. Continuing, didn't skip a beat from last season. If you want to talk stat lines, 34 and a half a game, basically nine rebounds and 10 assists. If you look at the stat leaderboard for Dallas, he is everything, yet you're seeing him on the board. What he is, He's at plus 550 behind SGA, decent amount. So I get the love for Tatum 100%. He deserves to be in the conversation. But Luka has no help, guys. Where is the love for Luka? No, you're right. It should be there. We talked about that last week, leading the league in points per game for the first time in his career. The guy's averaging 34 and a half points per game. That's insane. And he's doing it, by the way, it's not like we talked about Jason Tatum having help. He's doing it in a backcourt that's got Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving, who's not spouting conspiracy theories and just getting to the rack and doing some of the crazy Kyrie Irving finishing moves that we've seen throughout his career, like... He's got some of that, but you're right, Claudia, to your point, it still seems like such a singular experience with Luka Doncic and what he's been able to do for that team that suffered a heartbreaker at the buzzer last night at the hands of Max Struess and the Miami, and excuse me, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I I, I think that also is the difference right there. You're right. Depth is the highlight. And Jason Tatum deserves credit for the willingness to say, hey, I don't need to force it because we've got all these other parts, because we brought Kristaps Porzingis over, and now this guy who later in his career has developed a post-up presence, in addition to being the unicorn stretch five that he came into the league as, and that's affected and changed the way that we can play basketball. With what you've got with Drew Holiday and uh, Derek White in that backcourt as far as defensive guards on this team, you've got so much help out there for Jason Tatum, and he's right to use it. And I also do think all of this kind of backdrop underscores another point which is the MVP is certainly a conversation but if you're Jason Tatum and really the way that we've structured the NBA at large now in modern discourse about this the finals MVP matters a lot more right because it goes in concert with the ultimate goal that we dangle in front of these guys anyway all we do the minute you stack up enough MVPs is ask if you haven't won a championship why that's the case and start to devalue it anyway so if Jason Tatum can get to the finals and if the Boston Celtics cross the goal line with this thing Jason Tatum is more than likely going to be the guy that's lifting the finals MVP when that's all said and done and he's finally got 
the rest of the right team around them built in the right ways, having a modern big like Kristaps to battle with not only the other guys in the East, especially if Joel gets healthy, but what you've got lurking in the West. And Claudia, that's kind of the other portion of this conversation is we've talked about the disparity between Boston and the Eastern Conference, but you look out West and you've got certainly teams like the Denver Nuggets, the defending champs and Nikola Jokic, but also teams like the Golden State Warriors that are getting more and more whole as the season goes along and just got even more back last night. Yeah, Chris Paul missed 21 games. He's back, had to have surgery on that left hand. And this sort of spoke to just how much depth the Warriors do have, which I don't think we talk about. That second unit specifically, though, Clay Thompson coming off of the bench, now double digits for him in seven of the last eight, scored 25 last night. Chris Paul coming into that one. Nine points, which we know he's not going to go crazy with points, but six assists, four rebounds, four steals, plus 17 net rating, though, which showed just how impactful it was to have him back in the mix. And Steve Kerr was happy with the second unit and I don't blame him what a luxury to come off the bench with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson I mean that's crazy um so it, it's uh you know I, I I think I said this before the game but it, it feels like um we've kind of found a nice um combination of uh, a starting group um that we've been able to count on, you know, over the last month, and a, a second unit that's been good all year. Um, but you know, adding Clay to that only makes it better. And you have Steph Curry too, which doesn't hurt. Uh, they won eight of their last yeah. ten around even money, so odds makers think it's likely that they do make the playoffs. But they're not heavy favorites to get in. What do you guys think about them at this point? If they do get everybody back on board, on board healthy. Yeah, I think they they remain kind of where we've been talking about them for a while, Dad, in my mind, which is prime spoiler territory. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Go 
JoJo and Golik. It's a fun time during the NFL Combine as we try to dissect everything said by anybody over there in Indianapolis. And we're going to do that now, but we're going to use a truth meter, guys. Okay, so one is a flat out lie and five is the truth. We're going to give you some sound and you can react. So up first is Vikings GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensa on trading their star in Justin Jefferson. Here's what he said. Is there a world where you would ever consider making him available in a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, blue person. Uh, you try and keep those as many of those as you can. Never, ever considered a trade. Never crossed his mind on a scale from one to the truth, I guess. So flat out lie to the truth, <laughs> one through five. What do you guys think on this one? Yeah, I actually believe him on this one. Like a player of the caliber of Justin Jefferson, probably not one you actually mess with. It's fun fodder for us. And Quest, he's probably been honest to a fault at times during his tenure so far with the Vikings. And so I'll say I believe this, Dad, and this one to me seems like the truth. They'd be smart, especially with a team that's in flux at quarterback. The last thing you want to do is if you are going to introduce either a young quarterback coming in behind Kirk Cousins or bring someone in new altogether as a veteran, you're going to want to set them up with the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, I'll never, to, to your grading scale, Claudia, I will never go all the way a five because, so I'd say four and a half to the truth. Why I won't go all the way to a five is because you always answer the phone. Always. The phone rings, you answer. And if someone gives you an ungodly, you know, uh, uh, offer for someone on your team, maybe you, you for a split second think about it. But I agree with Mike. I don't think this is going to happen. I don't know why you would. We do have the quarterback situation. I, Kirk Cousins may be back there. That guy has won the business part of the NFL for a while with the extra money that you have as well. But I don't, Justin Jefferson, for how important wide receivers are in the NFL of today, he is not a guy you get rid of. Yeah, I would say with Kwesi too, like he said last summer, they were really close to a deal. They have, out of respect for Justin Jefferson and his camp, decided, hey, we're not going to talk about this a ton publicly and make this a big spectacle. Obviously, it was a frustrating year for Justin Jefferson. The quarterback situation is not what he had experienced so far in his young career there. And so he had to weather a lot of that. He had to deal with injury. And so all things considered, you've got a guy that appears to want to be there. We talked to him at the Super Bowl. He's a guy that also wants Kirk Cousins back there because he doesn't want to have to reset the clock on his time. Very few veteran players do. So I think this gets done. I think the more pressing question becomes, what do they actually do at quarterback right now. We saw the news yeah. the other day that they hired um, Josh McCown as the quarterback's coach for there. And I saw Jordan Reed, ever the content master over at ESPN, one of their great uh, draft analysts saying, you know, Josh McCown was a high school coach not too long ago and coached one Drake May in high school. So having a lot of people <laughs> wondering what the quarterback plans for the Minnesota Vikings are going to look like in the first round of the draft coming up. But uh, I, I do think that becomes the more pressing issue. So Claudia, what else do we got here on the truth meter the truth o meter next up we have falcons head coach now raheem morris on the quarterback situation of course he took over for what was sort of a failing season in arthur smith seven and ten they finished that was of course heineke and desmond ritter under center so here's what he had to say about the quarterback situation if and if he would even be here today that is more of a credit to the people that were in the building with me still and some of the people that are not there now and what they've been able to do. You know, if we had better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. 
and they would have the ability to be talking about those things. But right now, if we can focus on some of those things and do some of that, I think that'll give us the best chance to go out there and win football games. And I mean, guys, you look at the roster outside of the quarterback <laughs> position, and, and yeah, that makes sense. This was a team that was in the a reason in the conversation for Bill Belichick being sort of ready to win games, a quarterback and a head coach away from it. So what do you guys think on this one? Boy, that was a brutal level of honesty for guys that could still be yep. wandering around the building at this point, man. And and listen, we have no idea. Raheem Morris may have had these conversations with guys. I mean, it's a bottom line league, Dad, Dad right. as you know. They're not going to pull punches, especially for Raheem Morris, who knows, hey, when this goes south, you never know if you're guaranteed these chances again. And so it's an interesting tone to strike publicly. I don't know if a lot of people would necessarily yeah. do that more often than not. And I don't know how you feel about that overall in going that route. It seems a bit harsh publicly, especially coming from Raheem Morris, a guy who is lauded by so many of the players as being a real player's coach in the way that he approaches things. Yeah, you know how I am about all locker room talk, Mike, and, and players talking with them amongst each other and clearing air or a coach and player. And you're right. We, we don't know what conversations he's had with Ritter or with Heineke, but I, I agree. I, I, I do not. I'm not a big fan of singling out a position here. You know, I'd say you look overall, we're under five, you know, whatever our record was, what we're looking to do, we're looking to improve. To me, I have never had a problem with coaching answers with with the very stagnant be boring. Yes. OK, be boring. I don't have a problem with that. I know people want to hear the truth. I know it's great for talk shows. I get all that. But give me boring. Give me cliche answers if I'm a coach or I'm a player, and I'm good with it. I've always been that way, and I always will be. So to mention the one position, because let's be honest, I guess we could say on the other side is the most players are, are usually pretty self-aware of what's going on, right? And I think Ritter and Heineke right. could both look at what they did, and if they heard that comment, would say, yeah, I can't really argue with it, but why did it have to be a public comment? You know, because if they draft a quarterback, that's going to be by action saying the same thing basically Raheem Morris said, you know, verbally there. But overall, and I know it's a little thing, and it's it, it, at the end of the day, is it, is it, oh, my God, I can't believe he said it? No, it's not. But I, I've just never been a fan of singling out a player or a position uh, like that publicly. Yeah, I guess, listen, Raheem Morris is a guy who we've heard testimony from guys who have played for him. Love yes. playing for this dude. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, who was out there with him for a bit, chimed in as soon as this hire got made and said, Atlanta just got, in his estimation, the best coach, or if not one of the best coaches in the NFL. And, and trust has gained in drops and lost in buckets, right? So he's got a lot of time under task with those guys that have shown him the love there. But this is one of those spots there I would always prefer you had our back in public versus that, because everybody, to your point, is saying that. We can all see this, right? I mean, you look at last year for yeah. Desmond Ritter. He had a half, like if we're using this as the metric, he had a half Winston. He had a 12-touchdown, 12 12-interception 12 season, the perfect symmetry right. on both sides between success and failure. We knew it wasn't good enough. We highlighted it all year to hear that from the head coach going in when you'd say, all right, I want to set the tone that I'm going to have our players' backs in public, even if we got to be critical private, is probably more my speed like you. But again, I don't think it's going to bite Raheem Morris in the long run because this is so obvious no. to everyone. They got to change the quarterback situation. And Claudia, I think a lot of people expect them to be active at the top of the draft because of that. 
active at the top of the draft, but I also want to ask you guys on sort of a confidence meter. You talked about how important it is that the players do like him. An issue that a lot of people said with Smith last season was that he's not really using the roster to it as his advantage. You have Vijan Robinson on the ground. You have Pitts. You have London. These guys who can be huge playmakers, but nobody really stood out last season as they were expected to. So you talked about the players liking him. What's your confidence level on him sort of using this roster to it as his advantage, hopefully more so than Arthur Smith did? Yeah, it it, it seemed like active sabotage at certain points, especially for Bajan Robinson and everything we knew he was capable of and saw in certain spurts early in the season before inexplicably, especially in the red zone, he just became someone that they put on the shelf. So Zach Robinson coming over with Raheem Morris was a quarterback's coach, I believe, last year with the Rams. Comes from that coaching tree. Young guy there going to be at the helm calling offense for the first time for the Atlanta Falcons. And so you'd imagine it's going to be an offshoot somewhat of the Shanahan McVay tree. And some of it is always with these guys, especially with Sean McVay out there. I think the one thing we have to remember is a lot of this is going to be predicated on who you have at quarterback, the offenses that Sean McVay ran when he had Jared Goff versus the stuff that he implemented once he got Matthew Stafford over there doing more of the spread drop back four, four and five wide receiver sets with a quarterback that could push it more downfield. A lot of that changed what they were willing to do. And so I'd imagine Zach coming from that brain trust is probably going to have some of that. And it's going to be largely dependent on, hey, dad, are they going up in the draft and they trying to get one of these young top quarterbacks by trading up in the first round? Are they going to go after a guy like a Justin Fields and try and get him home and use some of the gifts he has in the run game, which have not been something that we've traditionally seen used in a lot of these offensives in this coaching tree. So I am... I'm interested and cautiously optimistic because I believe Zach's a young, smart guy in this league that comes from the right stuff. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to this offense. I really do. Wide receiver, tight end, running back. And do you bring in a, not draft a quarterback, but bring in a younger quarterback and maybe get yourself another wide receiver and really load up on that side of the ball. Defensively, they were right around top 10 overall, top 10 against the pass, middle of the pack against the run. So the defense wasn't bad at all either. Obviously, you need to do some tinkering there as well. But I think it's a nice area for whatever quarterback is going to come in. If you get a young quarterback, a drafted quarterback, you're giving them some pretty pretty damn good weapons to deal with right out of the gate. The cupboard is not bare on the offensive side for a brand new quarterback. And then, you know, like I said, if it's a veteran or a quarterback who's been in the league a couple of years, you can hit the ground running a little more. So, and I think in all of this too, if you're looking specifically, like we have seen no problem for the Rams wide receivers. And so you would imagine, a, especially Zach Robinson, who's a former quarterback himself, coming over, they're going to spin the rock a little bit in the air. Golik Shohei Otani is back doing Shohei Otani things. He went yard, but this time in blue and white. But of course he goes yard in his spring training debut, guys. But apparently his manager, Dave Roberts, didn't realize he's a unicorn. He said, as I'm learning very quickly, he's built differently. But didn't we already know that, guys? I feel like you don't pony up 
almost a billion dollars without believing that the young man's dip better is better than everybody else's better. That man wallops a baseball in a way few people do. Well, apparently some people forgot because everybody got going. Here's the call now. Swung out, hit high in the air to left and deep. This ball carrying. This ball is gone. It is Dodger debut. Shohei Otani brings them to their feet. A two-run home run. That's what they've been waiting for. That's what they've been waiting for. That's also why he got $700 million. And now the fact that he's not <laughs> pitching is even scarier because we'll probably see even more of those yet. Yet at DraftKings, he's third in the odds for MVP at plus 650. Of course, Ronnie possibly running it back at plus 550. Then you have Mookie. Look at the top six, though. You have three Dodgers, which when you talk about the MVP conversation sort of makes it tough. We said this with Jason Tatum and the Celtics. When you have depth like that and a lineup like that, how do you give votes to just one guy? It's so true. The the depth of talent on a team that has become baseball's monsters is absolutely going to make that a difficult go. But we also know that's not going to be the metric by which they are judged. Nobody is going to care at the end of the season if one of the Dodgers has an MVP added to their mantle. Dad, this is going to be solely about does this Dodgers team win it all or do they not? It is a yeah. binary. And I understand in sports, especially in baseball, that's a dangerous thing. The idea of wire to wire one, number ones is almost something that never happens in this sport. But there is one speed and one expectation for this sport. And if they don't get there, everybody is going to have a field day tearing them down. So, again, we'll go through the list. We talked about it, the Atlanta Braves going into the postseason last year. If they need to close the deal. We talked about the Celtics this morning multiply the Braves thing by 100 for the Celtics of they need to win this thing for how good they are. Now multiply that by another 100 or 1,000 for the Dodgers to say, you want to talk about something where the regular season doesn't matter and it should be a given to fans out there that the Dodgers are going to roll through this in 162 games where obviously nothing is guaranteed. But yeah, this, this is... Uh, this is win it all or be an ungodly disappointment, even though Shohei has only taken $2 million a year of the potential $70 million a year he could be taking. And it, it's when you see players up close, too, it's such a different thing. In calling a couple of games this year for Westwood One, one was in Philly, Joel Embiid, I got to see him on the sideline for a moment, just, you know, a, a quick chat. And it's just like you, you can't believe – the size until you're next to them. It's just like watching these guys play basketball. You can't really appreciate it until you're at the arena and you see their size and what they're able to do. And then with baseball players as well, one of the LA games that I called, I don't know if it was the Chargers or the Rams, but it was after Shohei had signed and he was down on the sidelines before the game and was over by him. And, and, and again, you look at him and you're like, oh my God. What an imposing figure he is, not only obviously pitching but hitting, but just as an athlete of the size that he is. So it is amazing what he has done, as, as Cardi mentioned with the home run yesterday. He's one for three, had a strikeout, ground out, and do a double play as well. But everybody got what they wanted, you know, the home run, opposite field home run uh, for him. And the expectation is so high for him, though, interestingly enough, 
basically as a DH, right? That's it. No pitching this year. Again, he'll go through. He just had the the uh, reconstructive surgery in September. So we knew he was going to hit this year. We won't pitch this year. So you have to wait till next year to get him both. But boy, it's just a, it's appointment viewing every time the guy goes to the plate. I guess that's the exciting thing. And we're always talking about this in Major League Baseball versus some of the other sports. But a guy that legitimately is a ticking time bomb. Every time he's up at bat, this becomes possible in a way that's extremely exciting for the viewer. And you're right, Dad. Part of it is he's so physically imposing. I mean, these guys are just built. It's high-level athlete no matter what it is. I had the same feeling standing next to Mike Stanton, the now Yankees star, who at the time was playing for the Marlins when I was in college. He was a high school tight end for my good buddy Dane Crist when they were at Notre Dame High School out here in California. And standing next to the dude, it felt like standing next to an NFL tight end. He was carved out of marble, and Shohei's the same way. He's this big, hulking mass of humanity who produces, I think, what we have to add to the list of the best sounds in sports. Like we've talked about it, the doink off an upright in a football game is a sound that you can just call out from anywhere. It's sweet, it's wonderful, the sound of a huge hit. And I would say the sound, the sound specifically of a Shohei Atani home run. Because there are other people that hit baseballs. Shohei tries to kill baseballs every single time he makes contact with them. And so I would add that near the top of the list of the best sounds in sports that we have right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's listen, start a baseball season is so much fun. There's always the the different smell in the air and the feel of everything and the different storylines. But bottom line is what we said. This storyline is so much is expected out of Shohei Otani and so much is expected out of this team that it should be a whole hum until we get to the postseason for them. And, and- and it is. That's going to be the expectation for them. It's going to be fun to ride that roller coaster. I've said every sport is better when you've got a big bad. And while people out in Los Angeles are pumped to have more stars and another reason to head out there for everyone else in Major League Baseball, this isn't quite going to be what people wanted out of the Houston Astros hate tour after the sign stealing scandal that went on with those guys. But this is going to be, I think, a pretty united front of people that aren't the Dodgers pretty ticked off that right. one of the other big market yep. teams come in and is just trying to buy their way to a championship in a way that's off-putting to a lot of people. So I think we're going to see a pretty united rest of Major League Baseball against a lot of these guys. But you're also going to see some scorned lovers in all this, Dad. I love the story in The Athletic about the guys in the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and the various ways that everybody uh, internalized that saga. Because remember, we had the whole back and forth where we thought for a couple of days, oh, Shohei Itani, he's on a private jet heading to Toronto to sign with the Blue Jays, and it ends up being the dude from Shark Tank. But my favorite of all of that was Alec Manoa, one of the pitchers for the Toronto Blue Jays, who found out that they weren't signing Shohei Itani right before he was going to walk down the aisle at his wedding. He said his dad told him right before he was getting ready to go. And I have to wonder how his wife feels in that moment, because I got to imagine yeah. there was a pretty visceral reaction from dude there. Like, you're... You're human. You're a guy on a team right now, and you see this is the kind of game-changing guy that can change the course of our season, and all of a sudden, you're getting ready for the other biggest moment of your life if you're out in Manoa and getting ready to marry the woman of your dreams. And right before that, like, I got to put this one on dad. Like, you giving yep. him that news right before he's supposed to go and say, I do, that's foul behavior, and I'd be, if I was his wife, looking at my future father-in-law like, dude, how are you trying to do this to me right now? Yeah, I would agree. I think you have to pick your spots with good or bad news. And you guys learned that when you were in college with sometimes some of the news we would have to call you guys with that would crush your day. And we would choose not to do it 
in certain times. Oh, no, let's have let's so have this I out right here. With, let's have this out right here. In yeah. college, when we'd be getting ready for finals, we had on two occasions our family dogs die at home. And my parents time released the information. They didn't tell us for like a week and a half because they nope. said they didn't want to screw us up mentally during finals. So we'd call home and looking back on it after my parents would be super short. I'd hear them <laughs> sniffling in the background. They're trying to choke back tears. Claudia, what do you think as an outsider hearing this, the idea of them withholding that information from us? I think it 100% is fair. I think it's great parenting. And also it never should have been at the wedding because as he kissed his now wife, all he saw was Shohei Otani. And that's not right. Oh, what a visual. You're, that's so, that is so true. I, and I agree with that. I agree with what you said, Claudia, and Mike with what you said. That's on dad. That, that's on dad giving out that bit of information before. Why would you give it out then? Terrible. Timing. I mean, there's no way he's going to find out while he's walking down the aisle. Is, is somebody going to whisper to him, you know, from the people in attendance? So why do it there? I don't get it. I don't crying. get it. That one's tear, all on dad. A tear comes to his eyes. Wife's like, what, what's wrong, babe? We didn't get Shohei. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr. here. And we said some is great, more is better. There aren't enough Notre Dame grads in the media, so we got to stick together. And that means we get to bring our next guy in, one of our favorites, Jordan Cornette, host over at NBC Sports and college basketball analyst, hoops analyst overall, kind enough to give us some time here on a Wednesday. Jordan, what's going on, brother? It's good to be on with guys that I'm fans of and even better friends of. I'm excited to be on with you guys. Uh, a lot going on in the sports world, so perfect time to be on. Huh. 
man. You're not kidding. Well, I saw you were very fired up the other day. We're getting towards March Madness now. We wanted to have you on to talk some college basketball in addition to a bunch of other stuff, but it's impossible to go through the college basketball conversation right now without running into the passion surrounding the court storming controversy. I saw you fired up talking about it the other day and just what an important part of the sports has been, not only overall, but for your personal history as well, just what this means to the game. You think it's something that shouldn't go away. Look, I, I just feel like everyone wants to be the smartest guy in the room, smartest gal in the room, and provide a solution for things. Oh, here's how we can fix it. Not everything needs to be fixed. Not everything needs a brilliant mind to come in that's not in the arena and say, let's change this and this is how we should do it. No, 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 no. We, we're already in a world in collegiate athletics where I hardly recognize it anymore, um, where NIL, for better or for worse, rules the day, where Transfer Portal, for better or worse, rules the day, and it no longer resembles the sport that I grew up loving and was fortunate enough to play. And for me, this is one of the purest forms that still remains in the sport. Is there a percentage of danger? 0. 0.005. So to keep the inner fabric of it is absolutely imperative to me because we're changing everything. And bigger than that, guys, I just felt a lot of hypocrisy kind of oozing off some of these guys and coaches. Coaches I respect, coaches I'm friends with. But to listen to Coach John Shire pontificate from his ivory tower about how this needs to change, where were you week one when Duke football beat Clemson? And all those students at your institution that you're fiercely trying to protect, where were you on your, on your soapbox talking about this is unacceptable. It's always the coaches on the heels of a loss. Raw emotion, and they decide to, <clears throat> they decide to redirect it to this silly place of we got to end court storming. Could somebody get hurt? Certainly. That same young man or young woman could get hurt at a concert that they're going to if, if the, the, the mob starts moving around in a certain way. I just... I just don't appreciate it because it's a misdirection from you lost the game. And further than that, Kyle Filipowski, I've been in that spot, not as an elevated Duke basketball player where every win probably results in a court storm, but I've been a part of them. And what you know as an athlete is the game's over. Even if there's a few seconds left on the clock, get to the side, find an exit, have some wherewithal, have some understanding. Like to me, it's overblown. It's a focus that it doesn't need to be on and it needs to stay in the game. All right. Wow. That's, that's a, that's, that's a heck of a take. I, I like that. Cause I'd like to see court storm uh, stormings yeah. continue, whether you can tinker with it or not for the safety of a player. We'll wait and see. As far as the other thing that one of the other things that went on last night, obviously that, that can't Texas tech, Kentucky, you got bottles being thrown from the stands from the Texas tech side. Uh, their coach getting on the microphone saying, knock that off. I mean, that's something that obviously you got to come down hard on. Correct. Yeah, and that should be something that, and I, I do believe, and I'm not certain with every conference, but there's penalties tangibly uh, with technicals handed out on the floor that can cost teams. And I absolutely believe that should be part of it. And, and you know, it was, a, it was a bad foul, but Texas Tech has to be better in that. I appreciate their coach getting up there, but we've seen that before in years past. I remember uh, there was a Jim Beheim moment in the, in the early 80s against Georgetown where he got up there and said, look, we're not going to do this. I don't care about the game. I'll call the game off if our fans can't behave better. That is criminal behavior. The other one is fans being fans and celebrating with their fellow students. Uh, one I am absolutely for. The other one, there's no place for, no question. 
Certainly those extracurriculars have been a dominant part of the headlines, but a lot of them have also been tied to upsets that we've seen around the sport, right? You had UConn not too long ago get knocked off on the road by Creighton. Obviously the Duke Wake Forest upset Arizona getting knocked off by Washington State a couple of weeks ago. Jordan, down the stretch of the season as we're nearing March where it's supposed to be your final form, how have a lot of these upsets changed your perspective on who you think should ultimately be the favorites that we're talking about going into tournament time? Junior is a guy who's never won his bracket. Feel free to mute me as we go through this and talk about it. Ah. But what I have come to realize is this part of the season rarely matters uh, because it's kind of like the dead period in recruiting. Teams are kind of hit their, their, their fatigue level and understanding that they're gearing up for a second portion of the season. So, for example, a UConn team who had rattled off, I think, 13 conference wins and by an average margin of like plus 17 – they were due for one. Creighton was ripe and ready to bring him there. And Creighton, I think, hit 12 threes in the first stanza. They were fired up. Does that change my opinion that UConn's the best team in the country? Absolutely not. I was on hand for UConn and Marquette. One versus four on a Saturday afternoon merely two weeks ago. And I watched this UConn team absolutely dismantle them. Dismantle them and generate points in every vertical possible, whether it be in transition, whether it be in second chance because they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, led by Donovan Klingon, whether it be with the three ball, whether it be with Tristan Newton leading the paces, arguably the conference player of the year right there, I believe neck and neck with Tyler Kolick, that team is dominant. Now, what I would say focus on at this time of the year, and this is how I'm going to redirect it to be better with my brackets, watch a little bit of like the A-10, watch a little bit of like the Southern Conf, watch some of these teams that are maybe really good in their league that aren't getting a ton of pub. Everyone knows about Dayton in the Atlantic 10. Do you know about Loyola? If Loyola happens to win that conference, do you know what Coach Drew Valentine is doing there with that group? Do you know how they play and how their style could contrast beautifully in a tournament because it's about matchups? And uh, St. Peter's coach famously said he's a fighting fan. It's about styles and how they match up. Well, that's a style that's disruptive, but Loyola probably has to go and win the A-10 tournament. They're fully capable of that as they sit there right up top near Dayton and Richmond at the front. So that's what I would caution people to do. Don't overreact because clearly I'm against overreactions right now in this space and time, but go ahead and inform yourself about some of the mid-majors right now. So just a couple minutes left here, Jordan. How deep will this year's tournament be as far as contenders? That's a great question, Big Mike. I, I would say I like Houston a lot. I like UConn a lot. The biggest story for me, and maybe it's because I'm covering a lot of Big Ten right now, but it's Zach Eady and Purdue. Uh, I, I, I wonder if those guards can do enough to carry you. Braden Smith has been phenomenal. But pro-level guards win in March, and I'm curious to see if they can debunk that belief for me. Bigger than that, it's legacy right now for Zach Eady. I truly believe if Zach Eady wins a national title, you have to look at him as uh, easily in the top 10 of most dominant and most impressive college basketball resumes of all time. I mean, he's going to be back-to-back national player of the year. They will have won back-to-back big 10 championships. Obviously the stain, the scarlet letter is that loss to a 16 seed. If they can turn this around like Virginia did a handful of years ago, and it results in a title, what else does that young man need to prove? Truthfully, he doesn't need to prove anything at this point, but if you can add that, what a ridiculous, rare-aired career he's had. It's one of the great headlines that everyone can start to track as we get closer and closer to one of the most important times of the year. March Madden is getting going uh, for the men's and women's side. Should be box office stuff 
coming up this spring and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to Jordan Cornette again as we get closer and closer to that and visit in about your Bengals big decisions coming up with T Higgins right now I know you're a big all things Cincinnati guy so uh, we'll get you back on to talk plenty of that as we start to get some ironed out answers here all right brother yeah, and you guys know I'm going to be harassing you in July, getting you back down to my hometown of Cincinnati to hang with those Bengals. Loyal supporters of the foundation, I love you guys uh, very much. No, awesome. Thanks, we love you, Go brother. Congrats. We'd love to see all the success you've had here at uh, at NBC and the great job that you're doing. Go get Big Swole right now. Let's go. Trying yeah. to look like you guys, man. Here I go. There we go. Nice. <laughs> He's out there. Yeah, in the case, you, well in done. case you forgot who it was out here getting swole. Jordan Cornette again. Kind enough to join us. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. See you. Thanks, man. Awesome <laughs> stuff there. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.